Religion isn't much of a concept to us. None of our handlers are allowed to push us towards or away from one, and none of them are really into it anyway. After the thing started to look grim for the population, there was a bit of a tug of war between God and science. God lost. I would, though, be lying if I said I wasn't praying, in a technical sense, when we were in the air. It was a fast thought, please let me be okay. That's it. But it worked. I took an airbag to the face, but that's pretty much it. After we finally stopped rolling, I frantically felt my face, the fragile bones there, all intact. After a few beats, I looked over at Ray and she was... It's hard to... Clark! Well, clearly her vocal cords have been spared. She's got a nasty bruise forming on her eye, but her body seems okay besides being trapped in her seat. Her right arm is pinned between the center console and the wheel. It's bleeding, but it's hard to tell how superficial the wound is. Her left arm was fully functional while it swatted me as I all but fell out of the car, gripping the solid ground as if it intended to slip away. Currently, I'm surveying the damage. Her door is stuck, dented so badly it won't open. We rolled a good way, hitting a few more trees and rocks as we went. The windshield is a spiderweb of cracked glass. I wave a hand in front of the door's sensor, trying to see if by some miracle the auto function might... Great idea! I've never heard someone panicking and being sarcastic at the same time. She continues to impress me. It was worth a shot. Do you want to try and open it? She sighs. No, she huffs. Didn't think so. But I don't have time to enjoy my tiny victory over her, because peeking into the twisted car, I can see her eyes are pressed tightly together, and a tear is running down her cheek. You look almost fine. I spit out in awkward silence. Thank you. You've got a black eye forming. Great. And your lip is bleeding. I get it. She looks away to hide the fear I know must be growing. We've been driving for close to six hours and it's been even longer since anyone has seen us. They must be looking. But they aren't looking here. Even if they decide to branch out here, which they undoubtedly will at some point, they're going to search every inch of the city first. I think of the tunnel we took and wonder how many more miles of crevices weave between the paths more travelled. How long will it be until they find us out here? Days? A week? We have no water. We have no food. No time. What should we do? She is silent, looking away. Rhea, I heard you. Well? More silence. We need to figure it out. Still, nothing. Fine, I'll say it. We need to go back. No! Now she responds. Why not? It won't be safe. Do you feel safe now? She pauses. Her eyes scan the woods. The mountains in the distance, the dark rock of the Black Hills just a few shades off from the sky. Wordlessly, I walk to the back of the car. I wave my hand in front of the sensor. Right. Why would that work? Clark. Circling back to my side of the car, I open the door. What are you... But before she can finish her question, I climb into the back seat and reach into the trunk. I dig through my bag. Hope you aren't just showing off how much you can move around. Instead of dignifying that with a response, I continue to feel. Blindly until I grasp the small, sleek panic button. I clamber back to the front seat, and the second Rhea sees what I'm holding, her eyes go wide. You brought it. 
I'm going to press it. Clark. She pleads, her eyes wide. There's nothing else we can do. I just need a minute to think. It could take them days to find us. I know, but what is it you're not telling me? She stares at me. No, no, no more of this. I need to know everything you do so I can be part of the plan. This isn't just about you. If I go back there, he's not going to let me out. Who? Blue. The detective? What? And then my blood runs cold. I think of a speedy exit, the gun she grabbed. What did you do? All I did was lie. About your part in the death of your friend? Is that all? I had no part in it. I didn't hurt her, Clark. Then why lie? Because Eros was the last person to see her alive, and I... Well, he told me he'd been over there. He just hadn't told me everything. A heat rises in my cheeks, and I look away, uncomfortable and unsure in the silence. I think he wanted me to accuse him of sleeping with her. It would have been a relief. Instead, I just trusted him. But you don't trust anyone. Look, he's a complete doofus 99% of the time, but you know, he's my favorite doofus. We've more than grown up together, and he's a lot of fun. When I was with him, I... I can tell from her eyes she's seeing something I can't. There's a shift in her voice. Look, we weren't bound to each other in some ultra-serious way. We just didn't lie to each other. When I got taken in, I told the truth. There was nothing I could do to help him in the mess he made. Besides, I was and am pissed at him. But I am sorry he's left with Blue. For that guy, it wasn't about Iris. It was about me. And there it is. Every time I forget who she is, she reminds me. Everything she does and says is through this twisted, narcissistic gaze. It is all and always about Rhea. Something has changed. Look how they treated me. Or probably treating Eros. We aren't worth what we used to be. Why else bring you out now? Things are never going to be what they were, and they want it that way. But I'm not really listening. I hold her gaze unflinching as I press the button. Open spaces make me uncomfortable. I basically hold my breath as we pass through the square in front of the Capitol building. Even though I'm surrounded by five guards, a benefit to Rhea's disappearing act, I still feel exposed. When we were ten, we were doing a photo op on this artificially created field. There was something vaguely cannibalistic as we ourselves, genetically modified organisms, bit into the huge yellow pieces of corn as the cameras flashed. It was further out than we'd ever been from the city. None of the people there had ever even seen us in person. Everyone was so happy. They adorned our tiny heads with crowns made of weeds. They held signs with our names on them. Someone handed me a bouquet of wildflowers. It was beautiful. Until some man 
came walking out from the crowd, his eyes manic. He was holding a small revolver. Security cautiously approached him, their own weapons raised. The man looked me in the eye and slowly raised the gun. There was a shout from the cop, but not before the man put the gun to his own head and pulled the trigger. I looked around for something to hide under, but there was nothing. Purse? Dion stands, holding the door open for me. I step inside. The whole ordeal was maybe seven seconds. It, it wasn't the first time someone had done something crazy in front of us, but it was something about his eyes as he did it. He, he didn't look angry. He looked thrilled. There's a lot of things on my list of things to try not to think about. <laughs> a stranger's brains splattered on the petals of my flowers is at the top. <laughs> but when I feel exposed, he's the first thing to come to mind. Like he might step out from somewhere. What are you thinking about? Dion says lowly to me while the rest of the security details get patted down and searched. Really going for the safety thing. How dumb you would have looked with a black eye. He snorts. I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this. Because Hera doesn't need to deal with you on top of everything else. Since when have you cared about her? As much as Dion hates to hear it, Hera is a rather hard person to hate. Black is not a people person, so she's always deployed Hera out to host banquets, hand out awards at receptions, make the odd jokey toast, pop the champagne at celebrations, basically anything Black deems too fun for her own time. Hera's like the fucking American flag. The worst anyone feels about her is used to her. Maybe it's time they see someone else in that role. Since I realize she can help me, is there a better person to endorse me? Endorse or be chaperoned by? That's the best idea you've had all day. I smile up at him, but he doesn't look happy. The rest of our guards pass through security, but they don't follow us into the elevator. Oh, come on. If anything, I hope she retires. Easier to replace someone if they let you. We step out of the elevator, and there's another security checkpoint. I tap my ID bracelet, and the metal arms of a turnstile makes way for me. Dion taps his... Reject. It's probably nothing personal. Just Black being a freak. None of them can get through either. I nod to a few security guards standing by the elevator. You're not supposed to be alone. I lay a hand on his chest. Are we playing by the rules now? It's 300 feet to our office. I can handle it. I walk backwards down the hallway, wave to him as I push into the door labeled Office of the President. The Oval Office? This is not. The place was probably a shoe store when this was still a mall. It explained the foot smell. Weird. The secretary desk is empty, but there are voices coming from her office. I can hear Black speaking in a tone I don't recognize. I did everything I could, and then the cold voice of Detective Blue. I'm going to stop you right there. Because I needed you when your agents were knocking on my door asking what... You always knew it'd be a risk. That's exactly why I'm doing it right this time. I knew he and Black knew each other from before, but I'm sorry if what happened isn't what you want to have happened. But I'm not fucking up again this close to you and a body. And before I have time to back up, 
He's through the door and staring at me. You have a guest, he says loudly. Black comes to the door to see for herself. She hasn't bothered to put in her contacts. Her hair is greasy. I've never seen her like this before. Persephone? Hi. Blue disappears down the hallway. Shut the door, please. And I follow her. She says nothing. Just sits behind her desk, one egg away from being a nest. She's not going to say anything? Fine. What was that about? She looks at me like she's considering lying for a moment. But it passes. Old friend. Old secrets. Anything I should know about? Power, strains, friendships. After helping turn the public against him. I'm sure Eros will have a very difficult time forgiving you. Especially after your last post. My most recent post was based almost entirely off of Black's private chats with Iris. I've collected quite a stack of intimate anecdotes. The most recent was so depressing that I hope Black was making it up. You told me that was a real conversation you'd had with her. No, no, I'm not saying you were wrong. You didn't even outright accuse him. I'm just saying he might not understand why you published it. I don't care if he forgives me. I speak before I think. It comes out harsher than I intended. All I meant was that I haven't thought about him forgiving me. I've only worried about how he's doing. Black seems pleased anyway. Well, that's good to know. If he really did what Detective Blue thinks, we need to deal with that before we worry about my personal relationship with him. She just watches me. I take a breath. Iris is dead. She was my friend too, even if I didn't always treat her like it. But it isn't like she made it easy for me. Black nods. I like when the other you slips out like that. The one I've known for 22 years. The, um, the honest version. That's always been a word I use to describe you. For better or worse, she runs a hand through her greasy hair. People think of you as honest, too. Mostly for worse. But still, that's why they believe you now. Orsino and I no longer agree on who did this. I freeze. Resist the urge to look over my shoulder. You don't think it's Eros? She rummages in her desk emerges with two small white pills. I know they don't do much for me at this point. I know they're actually bad for me. And I know people know I take them, but I don't particularly care. She pops one in her mouth. She reaches in another drawer, extracts a cigarette. She registers what must be the look on my face. They raided Rhea's brick. She lights up, sits back for a second but doesn't take more than a drag before she leans forward, her chin on her fist. Cut to the chase, I think. Eros had a psyche val the day before. He had elected to keep going with the trials, Black says. Maybe he thought she was going to tell Rhea. He wanted to tell Rhea himself. This wasn't something planned out. The weapon was only convenient. The odds of actually being killed by an air bubble in a syringe. This was a crime of passion. And bad luck. Besides, Eros has never had violent tendencies. 
She's right. Even in boxing classes, I'd never seen him react. I always chalked it up to him being high, though. Well, who does he think did it? And she places the second pill in her mouth before swallowing it dry. Hera, I nearly laugh. That's ridiculous. You don't have to tell me. Why would he think that? You can't ignore that her demeanor has been strange since it happened. Sure, but everyone has been freaked out, especially with Rhea leaving. Plus, there are these audio diaries, notes that Iris kept. She spoke a lot about Hera. Nothing too surprising there, I think. You're going to make things right with her, over and over again. Then the night of her death, she recorded a final message. She was elated. It must have been just after the concert, saying, We're finally about to talk. Things are going to be right after tonight. And the kicker, that she was relieved Eros had fallen asleep. I spend a second stuck on how strange the idea of them being together still feels. Then the weight of what she's saying hits me. Someone was there after he was. Orsino thinks Rhea left because of Hera. It seems too convenient. Hera is the one who screwed over Eros. He thinks when Rhea realized Hera was throwing her and Eros under the bus, she ran. What possible motive could Hera have had? Well, there's the idea she was jealous we were sinking reproductive resources into Iris. That could have triggered something. Also, Orsino's created a neat little narrative there. Something about Iris and Eros mirroring Iris and Apollo. She pauses to look at me, gauging my response to see if I'm surprised. I'm not. A few years ago, I walked into a bathroom and found Iris crying on the bathroom floor. She just referred to him as some man, as if we don't interact with the same seven people every day. Plus, Apollo acts differently when someone pays him extra attention. Gluttonous. Instead of being satiated, he gets hungrier. Of course, though, Apollo and Hera's relationship was something that was never discussed out of respect for the two of them. What I do in my free time is public knowledge. But them? Please respect their privacy. I kept it quiet anyway. Knowing everything Hera went through, it wasn't worth it. There is one more thing. They found the syringe they think was used to kill Iris. She pauses like she expects me to jump in. It appeared in the trash from Hera and Rhea's brick. Fuck me. My thoughts exactly. My head starts to spin. Hera? This couldn't have really been Hera. Who is good in a way the rest of us can't be. Not in the way Iris tried to be, but in an infuriatingly selfless way. Trust me, if I could hate Hera, I would. It'd be easier than this unwilling admiration, and definitely easier than what I say next. I can't. I can't write about that. You and I know Hera. 
I need her. They all need her. I'm an old lady. I'm going to need someone to take my place. Which, of course, would open hers for you. I look away quickly, uncomfortable with how she seems to have read my mind. I'm not going to be able to keep Orsino from taking his case against her public. It, it isn't safe for me to protect her. But you can. I don't... I don't even know what I'm supposed to write. Hera isn't the only person who lives in that house. She stands now, opens the door for me to leave. Please remember to stop by the practitioner's office before you leave. You aren't allowed to receive your medication from anyone but him. Can't be too careful. My blank face must illustrate how little I thought about my uterus in the last few days. With Iris gone, and Rhea missing, you have never been more important to the species, Persephone. But she says it without gravitas. Or wait. It's little more than a reluctant sigh. Even with them effectively removed from the situation, Rhea and Iris have still rendered me... Mundane. I watch the sun sink below the line of trees closest to us. I'm already running through what I'll say to Hera when I get home. Assuming I get home and they don't just throw me in some dungeon opposite Eros. He would get such a kick out of this, though. I think back to the last time I saw him. The eyes I'd spent so much time staring into suddenly so strange and scared. I can't let myself miss him. Not when he fucked up. He fucked up. So did Hera. God, Hera. I hope she's okay. I hope she's sleeping. When Hera is upset, she can't sleep. She's gone for days on end, just spinning out of control. It's been a long time. I mean, the last time I saw her like that was um, after Iris and Apollo. Well, after I told her about... Well, you know, it, it, it wasn't even that bad. Like, it's been so much worse. Um, after she lost... After she wasn't pregnant anymore... Things got so bad, they had to take her to a hospital. Are you cold? I turn to Clark, forgetting my arm and wince when something sharp digs into my skin. Careful. Duh, I think. I haven't said a word to him in the hour since he pushed the button. And the silence is clearly getting to him. Can I take a look at that? I say nothing, just turn back to the trees. He climbs into the passenger seat and leans over me. The wheel was pushed down and at this angle that pins my arm between it and the center console of the car. Clark is small enough to sit up on his legs without knocking his head on the roof. Okay, um, it looks like it isn't metal or anything that's hurting you, but there's all this glass. I think when you struggle, it gets into the nooks around your arm, so damn, that piece is really... I turn, and he looks into my face apologetically. I had to call Raya. You need help. 
He's only a few inches from my face. The smell of his nervous sweat mingles with something sweet, like, um, cookie batter. He stares intensely into my eyes, and for a terrifying moment, I think he's going to kiss me. I wonder then if he's ever been kissed. That's discouraged during our MIUCs. And him, I mean, it's not like he had an Eros lying around. Just a breath away from his idle lips, I wonder what it must be like to never be touched by someone who cares about you. I turn away, and that's when I see it. Clark, what? Do you see those people? Because just at the tree line, a hooded group of people in dark clothing approach, but their faces, their faces are, are, and then in the last hazy seconds of dusk, I recognize a familiar clown mask. My head spins as I leave Black's office. I feel confused, a little torn, and incredibly powerful. Dion leans against a pillar, his bulky frame looking almost comically casual, like a bull on its hind legs, arms folded. What took so long? I speak loud enough for the nearby security to overhear. She's worried about me. All of us, really. She's a sweet woman. Little trouble expressing it. We step into the elevator. They think Hera did it. No. But his response isn't what I expected. His face is twisted again like he's going to cry. 20 minutes ago, she was your fucking nemesis. She couldn't have. She wouldn't. Not Hera. I know. Oh my God. Dion, calm down. Black and I don't think she did. Who then? But when I try to respond, something sticks in my throat. Saying it. Saying Rhea. Rhea, with her big mouth and her stupid theories and books and cigarettes and comments and her jokes and her infectious laugh, it isn't that I think she did it so much as I don't think anyone else could have done it. I mean, arrows. Black is right. There are a million ways it could have played out. Maybe he was there. Maybe it was an accident, something stupid. Rhea getting fired up. Why else would she run? Purse. I look down, and his fingers are wrapped around mine. The doors pop open, and I untangle my hand. I have to write a post about Rhea. You don't have to. No shit, I think. I don't look at him but I feel him beside me as my security detail scuttles to their feet. Persephone. Somebody did this. It's going to be someone we know or someone we trust or whatever. There's no easy answer to this. But you don't have to get involved. We could easily just hold up in the bricks for the next few days, order any food or wine we want, stay in bed until two every day. He looks up, suddenly aware of the guards on us. Think of how safe you would feel. Geez, Dion, are you going to invite all of us? Char throws an arm around me. Artemis is a few feet behind him. Not sure why she's getting dragged around. Unless she's going to be used as a human shield, I can't imagine her small frame being much help to anyone. You headed to lunch? Char says. No, I'm just going home. I'll walk with you. Great. We step out through the doors and are back in the square. It's quiet for noon. The wind catches on the still-hanging portrait of Iris. 
Her face ripples with wrinkles it will never have. Dion, can I see your device? Now? Who's going to yell at you? He stops, fishes in his pockets. Puzzled, he pats his jacket. He hits the ground before I even registered the shots. I rush to him, taking the blood coming from his neck. My hands are stained red, but I don't... When did I... I... And then the sun is gone. Purse. Shar hovers a few inches above me. The guards have formed a turtle-like shell around us. We need to get him help. We can't. Get him out of here. He's... But Shar could be on fucking Mars. I, I, I take Dion's head in my hands and look into his open eyes. But he's not there anymore. <laughs>